Well, what is up, everybody? What a great weekend at the West Palm Beach Improv. What a great fucking weekend at the Palm Beach, West Palm Beach Improv. I had so much fun. Oh, and anybody who came to any of the late shows, woo! Hello. You know what I've started doing at my late shows? They go about an hour and a half. The early shows go about an hour. But it's loose. As fuck. Yeah. So good. What? Something good. Tell me that you like it. Yeah. Yeah. So much fun, guys. Welcome to another fairly normal. It's your boy. Um. Happy to be here on a beautiful Monday. And uh, hold on one second. I got to do something real quick. Yeah, the OCD kicked in a little bit there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> What's up, everyone? What a great weekend. Let me get into that first. Because I think, you know, I just want to get it out. For great weekend of comedy. For so many reasons. You know, I did my Thursday, two-show Friday, two-show Saturday. And um, I really kind of dropped into how these shows go now like you could come to the early show and the late show you're gonna see two pretty different shows i had people go to the early and late on saturday in west palm beach um but you know what i've been doing in every late show and it's the late late shows are a little more interactive um but i've been I think I talked to you guys about this. What I'll do when I bring out the guitar, right, is I play I Want It That Way by the Backstreet Boys. And then I have three volunteers come on stage and do interpretive dance to the song behind me. Anybody who has seen this, all I can tell you is it is so much damn fun. It's so much damn fun, and it really, like, all right, here we go. Turn me on by the beaches. So I play I Want It That Way. Oh, this, you know, because you get all kinds. Here's what usually happens, ready? Usually when I say, all right, everybody, and I tell everybody, this is what's going to happen, we're going to do this. Probably do it around the 50-minute mark when my weed really kicks in, all right? 
And then I take three volunteers. Usually, motherfuck. So sorry I screamed in your eye. I'm a tiny bit aggro today. Um, I didn't scream in your eye. I screamed in your ear. Uh, <laughs> so here's how it goes down. I will... I'm really not aggro today. I'm j- I just need to hit, hit the gym. Just to... <sighs> um, so I'll say I need three volunteers and... Let me tell you what usually happens, and let me tell you what happened on fucking Friday night. Ooh. So, usually, this, these are the archetypes that volunteer. When I said I need three volunteers, the first volunteer is usually a bro. Who's psyched. Oh, he comes down on stage like he just, like it's Price is Right. Fuck, come on. Jumping him down, pumping his fist. Yes, let's go, bro. Come on, let's go, right? So bro usually runs down. And I love bro. Bro is great for this. Because bro doesn't take himself very seriously. He knows he's a terrible dancer. He's just doing it. And by the way, guys, when I do this, the winner of the contest earns their server $50. So you're not doing it just for nothing. You win $50 for your server. I used to do $25 for the dancer and $25 for the server, but all for the server. Okay. So, usually I get a bro. And then for sure I get a Becky. Always a Becky and a bro. That's usually how it goes. And um, she's drunk. She thinks the show is about her. She, more on more than one occasion, will grab for the microphone that I'm holding to try to talk into it. So Becky is a fucking, for sure. And then... And her tongue moves around like a... Like a fucking dolphin, right? And then the wild card is usually someone a little outside of the... Like, in high school, that person would have been considered a little weird. You know? Now, sometimes, by the way, sometimes the bro is... is, The role is played by a woman, and the Becky role is played by a dude. Just so you know, like... It's just the archetype, uh, just the, the oh, here we go, like somebody who says that their dance style is aggressive. I've had women and men do that, but that's the bro, you know? So, and then usually some odd bird, which makes it so good, you know, and odd for a different reason or it's just so good. So then what I have them do is when they get on stage, I say to them, I ask them three questions outside of their name. I go, what's your name? They tell me. I say, on a scale of one to ten, how do you rank yourself as a dancer? How would you describe your dancing style? Energetic, athletic, sexy, technical. By the way, one of my favorite Weezer songs. Ace Freely and I got Peter Chris waiting here for you. Yes, I do. It's called In the Garage. On their best album, without a doubt. All right, so, and then the third question I ask is, what is your best move? Now, the most popular, the one that's been mentioned the most is the stank leg. So stank leg always gets a big cheer from people. All right, so Saturday, Friday. Saturday was an interesting grouping. 
Well, Friday. So up on stage comes a bro. Steve comes up. And, you know, he was great, man. He was funny. We had, you know, good little sense of humor. I had a dude named Jim who come up who was like probably late 50s, early 60s, but like the well-known drunk in the area. The bar next door to him was like, yeah, that dude gets kicked out of here like every weekend. Right? It just And you know how you, you've seen an old drunk before. He just looked like an old drunk, but he would look, he was so happy. And they said he goes through stages. He's in his happy stage right now. He'll be fine getting on stage later in the night. He gets a little, and then these two women who wouldn't come up by individually. And as soon as they wouldn't come up individually, I was like, this is going to be the fucking worst. So Becky and Felicia hop on stage and they won't shut the fuck up already. Right? So, but Becky and Felicia, I'm going to have them go last. So I have Steve go first. I play the first verse. If I want it that way, he does some interpretive dance. And uh, he was killer, actually. You know, he wasn't your typical bro dancer. He was a little sultry. Jim came up, uh, who had said his, his uh, best move was the stank leg. And um, Jim did his little dance. It was just like... Anybody who's ever been like in a small town bar, you you know the person I'm talking about. I grew up in a small town. Anybody's ever in a small town local bar where there's that one dude that everybody knows is just a drunk and he does that weird little old drunk guy dance by the jukebox where his whole body's moving, but not really. It's really an interesting, hard for me to describe, but you know what I'm talking about. The, lo- the, the local small town drunk is a very specific... And he's usually really happy up until one moment when he's not. Yeah, as soon as he turns his hat around backwards, he's usually like 108 pounds. You know what I mean? Not not all the teeth. And just a happy dude until something sets him off, whether the peanuts are out of the bar or you say, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is. You, I, when I walk in here, you said I could sit at this stool, whatever the fuck it is. Oh, guys. Soundgarden? I mean, in the title, The Day I Tried to Live. This is such a killer song. Oh, just slip right into it. Go, baby. And then they were just so sexy, this band. But dirty and just dark. Uh. I'm going to tell you something right now. Uh, Maybe I would think that Nirvana's top three or four songs maybe beat Soundgarden's top four songs. But if you're saying you could only listen to one for the rest of your life, it's a no-brainer. It's these guys. Oh, his music and voice makes me feel so much. Every breath, every note that he sings, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm with you on this. Do it! The biggest mistake Eddie Vedder ever made in his life was getting into a band with this guy, Temple of the Dog. Yo, because Eddie Vedder's voice sounds great until he's singing next to Chris Cornell. 
<laughs> and then your voice sounds terrible. I don't care who you are. You going to try to sing next to this guy? You better be in a completely different genre. Like Zach Brown did it right. Different genres. And if you haven't heard the Zach Brown, Chris Cornell song. <gasps> Anyways. So Jim and Steve do their job and up come Becky and Felicia. And they decide they are going to. They have something planned. That's not in the spirit of it. This isn't. Right. They've been planning something. So one of the girls goes, we're going to sing. I go, no, there's no singing. This is just dancing. And she goes, no, no, we're going to sing. And I was like. I don't think you're listening to what I'm saying. There's no singing. It's just dancing. You're ju- I have the microphone. I am doing this part. You are going to do the dancing. The two of you can dance together, but I would prefer just one of you and one of you go sit down. And the girl was like, well, we're, da- we're singing. I'm like, and I told her, this is exactly what I said. Anybody who was at the show knows they were laughing in the meet and greet after the show. They were like, I said, hey, I'm going to tell you this one more time because I probably said it like six times. I said, hey, I'm not joking anymore. If you try and sing, I'm kicking you off the stage. And they, sure enough, Felicia tried to do a cartwheel, which is funny. And then Becky went for my microphone. I fucking know it. I knew it. And you know what, guys? Generally, unless I'm in one of my dark spots, generally... The way I deal with hecklers or people who are super annoying, I know a lot of people just go right in and just bang, 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 and I generally don't. Generally. Now, there's sometimes like in Omaha, I I was just off a little bit. I'm human. Some nights I have tolerance for it. Some nights I don't. When I have tolerance for it, when I handle it correctly, I, I just give those people enough rope to hang themselves. I don't really say anything terrible to them until I start looking around the crowd. And when I see the rest of you guys, like, fuck these people. I go in hard. Hard. So Becky and Felicia were not leaving the stage. And I finally told them, I go, look, I know you guys think you're having fun or whatever, but you're fucking up the show for the 300 other people that are here. So you got to get off the stage. And they kept screaming shit. From the crowd. And the husbands were, I mean, humiliated. Humiliated, right? And uh, I was just waiting until one. (laughs) I just needed to hear one person say, kick them out. And then everyone was like, yeah. And then I went in because I, at this point, had had enough. They had fucked up the show for 10 minutes. We're just trying to have fun. People are enjoying the dance. They love the song. It's a good time, guys. When everyone just plays and understands that I I will steer the ship, you guys just have a good time and trust me and it's going to be a good time. I'm not going to humiliate you. We're going to poke fun. You can say shit to me. I say shit to you. It's fun. But as soon as you try to control the narrative, it's not going to go well for you. It's just, (laughs) I've been doing it a long time. It's not going to go well for you. Yo, but I went in a little too hard, <laughs> but I couldn't help it. They were fucking it up for everybody. And then people were like, kick them out, people. Oh, hello, Nelly Furtado. 
called Maneater. Oh, you don't think I have any Nelly Furtado on my phone? Of course I do. Oh, guys, I'm sitting in my chair right now swinging my hips. Got my shoulders shimmying. My hair is fucking crazy right now. I tweeted out a, I te- I, I sent out a picture today of my uh, dainty ankles. People not too psyched about that. Uh, but we're going to start. We're going to get some dainty ankle squad T-shirts. So be on board with the DAS. Um, okay, guys. So I went in hard. Hard. So hard on them. So hard that I actually was honestly... And I only said two things, but they were they were rough. But she deserved every fucking syllable that I threw at her. Both of them did. I don't think until the audience started to turn on them did they realize, oh, yeah, we're not very popular. One girl was like, uh, one of them, Becky, was like, you're just going to be, you're, you're going to be sorry you didn't keep with the dynamic duo. I'm like, is that what you guys are calling yourselves, the dynamic? And somebody from the crowd was like, <laughs> he called himself the dynamic duo and some guy just screamed out eat shit <laughs> made me laugh anyways oh just in case you're curious who won Jim the town drunk one it's important to have a move that you call out and that you save for the second round there's two rounds the first round everybody dances to the same verse and then one person gets taken off the, the stage and then the other two people dance for as long as, as much as a song as I can remember how to play. Because at that point of the night, it's second show, my edibles kicked in, and I, I don't have any, I'm not that great at guitar anyways, but with, an, with an the edible in me, I'm terrible. So Jim the Drunk one, which was great. And let me just say this also, to you who come out to see my shows, and you know the speech I give every show about tipping your waitstaff, I just want you to know, that the wait staff at the places that I perform love you. Do you understand? They love my crowds. They love you guys. They're like, we never have to kick anyone out. Even we didn't even kick out Becky and Felicia. We never have to kick anyone out. We did kick out the people who were the who were finger banging each other in the front row, but not for finger banging. They just wouldn't stop talking. People tip. They laugh. You are such good people. I, it makes me proud. You make me look good. So, but anyways, not the weekend this weekend was so good. And I got to, uh, you know, my, fr- my Friday early and, and Saturday early shows, I did my set that I'm touring with right now. And then the late shows, I just tried stories and tried new jokes. And, and um, it's like an adventure. You could come to both. And you know what I'm going to start doing too, guys? I'm going to start doing one show a week, whether it's on a Wednesday before the show shows start or just do a a second show on Thursday where I just play the guitar. I think so, where I'm just going to do 45 minutes of guitar and 15 minutes of stand-up, but I'll do it all from the stool. It'll be fun. be a different show. You could come to the Thursday late show and then come to Friday and it'll be two different shows. So I really just want to, I want to start, I want my shows to start becoming like this might be the, not be the right word, but like an experience, like a show. It's so it's so cool to hear people say after that was a real show. That was a full show. We had so much fun. That is like 
all my goal is fun. You guys having fun? Then I'm fucking doing my job, you know? So it's been amazing. Um, I did, for, I forgot to say this at the beginning. You know, I have some mishaps at the, oh, oh boy. This is off the Let There Be Rock album by ACDC. I'm going to tell you something right now. Better than Back in Black. This album's better than Back in Black. Back in Black's an amazing album. It's not this. Because this is a little dirtier, bluesier rock, which is more my kind of style. I like this so much. Go! Oh, Dean Del Rey turned me on to this. He can sing the fuck out of this song, too. Um, so I'm in the gym today, right? And you guys know what happens at that fucking gym. There was an old dude. Sweatpants, no underwear. Now, usually, I think that is cause right away for eviction. That is anti-gym etiquette. It's aggressive. It's a, You're not thinking of the other your other uh, gym family members. And it's, it's pretty distracting for everybody. So usually I would say, hey, I am anti this. And you need to get the fuck out of here. Something happened today where it confused me a little. I'm not going to lie to you. His dick was so big that it made me think. Maybe underwear is just a bad... Because if you got to wrap that snake up just to kind of fucking tuck it in these tiny little quarters, that can't be, you know, if you're, if you're wrapping your dick like your headphones, you know what I mean, when you got to do that spool thing, that's probably not that comfortable in underwear. So I might, I might have just given this, the big dick old dude a pass. I'd never thought of it because clearly my dick is not that big. That is not an issue I have where I have to wrap it around like a fucking power cord. Like an extension cord in my underwear. But this dude, and you're like, well, why are you looking at the guy's dick? It was looking at me, everybody. It, you know what I mean? Like, it it was alert for everybody. Now, he wasn't hard, but impossible not to see it. It was a hammer. It was a fucking hammer, this old dude. And he can't wear shorts with that thing. So he had to wear sweats. But how is he wearing underwear? He couldn't wear Mack Weldon. Those Mack Weldons I wear are so comfortable and so awesome. And they lift up your dick and they make it look amazing. But, like, that's for those of us who aren't dealing with eight inches soft. You know what I mean? Eight inches soft? What does that fit into? Well, you you got to keep that in the garage, don't you? Like, what the fuck? Eight inches soft? Ha. 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 What? Who wants that? I got to tell you, I would not want an eight inches soft dick. Who the fuck wants that? That's too much. That's Spider-Man stuff, you know? When great great power comes great responsibility. I don't want that responsibility. Not only that, you got to... There's some terrible pant choices, especially as a comic. Not going to lie to you. As a comic, you don't want a big dick like that on stage because that's all people are going to be looking at. You can't hide an 8-inch soft unless you're dealing with, like, the 90s jeans. You know, the crisscross jeans? Crisscross will make you jump, jump. I'm going to make you big dick. So I don't think you can. And just some dude. I know you're listening. 
I know it makes you uncomfortable when I talk about other people's dicks. Yeah, you should turn this part off. I'm just I'm spitballing here, man. I think Big Dig Old Dude gets a pass for not wearing underwear. I never thought of that. The affliction. I never thought of it. Blessing and a curse. Every dude's like, I want the biggest dick in the world. Do you? Do you? I mean, just like a little better than average seems like where we're all hanging. But a dick that's too big seems like, I don't know. I, it just doesn't seem great. Just normal everyday buying jeans. You know what I mean? I, am I just the only guy that if I I wouldn't want people just staring at my dick all the time, especially on stage, that would be super uncomfortable. Oh, guys, holy fuck! I forgot to tell you this. Okay, so a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago, I get this crazy picture text. Of a close-up vagina. And I just text back, wrong number. It's a number I don't know. I text back, wrong number. Erase it. And um, the person texts back, Ryan. I go, no, not Ryan. Wrong number. So, and it was a 415 number. So I'm like, all right. So, not kidding. I, I don't know. A couple weeks later. This actually all happened over like a period of three months. A couple weeks later, maybe a month later or something, I get a picture, um, another picture, but of titties. Thinking about you. I'm like, wrong fucking number. It was a 508 or something. I. This is the best MTV Unplugged that ever happened. Nirvana. Something in the way. This is so good. So, I get titties. And I'm like, fucking wrong number. And um, she texts back, maybe a couple of minutes later, I'm so embarrassed. Is this not Ryan? I said, not Ryan. I got a text this morning from a woman. Hey, what's going on? Uh, good to see you. I hope we get talking again soon. XOXO. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe I know this person. And I said, I'm sorry, who is this? And they said, the name. And I go, oh. And I know a couple people with that name. So I was like, huh. And I said, which so-and-so is this? Is this this person? And they said, no. And I said, I'm sorry, where do I know you from? And they said, I'm in this city. We met in this city last week. And I said, I wasn't in this city last week. You have the wrong number. And she texted back, Ryan? And I said, no. So there's some dude out there who, I don't know if it's a friend of mine or if it's just a guy who I got unlucky and he picked my number to give to people. But it's some dude who named Ryan who was out there apparently fucking people and giving them my number. I don't, if Listen, first of all, if this is a friend of mine who's doing it, it's a great joke. It's a great joke. Except if Beth ever sees one of those texts, I'm going to get fucked. You know what I'm saying? I, I'll ex be able to explain it away, but it's going to be an uncomfortable couple minutes that I would really prefer not to go through. Okay? But I respect if it's a friend of mine. I really respect it because it's a huge just. It's, it's, it's a great joke. It's an asshole move. 
to the women. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But on a joke level, for me, funny. A- as a human being to other human beings, not so funny. You know, and that's kind of where sometimes I get, I have a little gray area because I always like a joke over everything else. Um, so, so uh, okay. So, I'm dying to know if this is like a friend of mine or if it's just some dude who's like one number off from mine and then just, you know, switches that number and I I just happen to get it. It's like, it's, but he gets around this motherfucker. Ryan, Ryan is apparently meeting people in their first night and somehow convincing them to send close-up pictures of their vagina. Uh, he's doing something, you know? He's doing something. Uh, but I, if you listen to this, Ryan, or if it's a friend of mine, hey, man, how about you give him somebody else's number? Cool? I've, I've, I've had enough. It was funny. It was funny. Pretty much tapped out. I will tell you, though, I did one of my favorite practical jokes ever this weekend. It's one I, I do in a hotel, and I hope you guys take it with, it, with you and do it in the hotel. I, you know, I've, heard, I've told you guys about this, where I set the alarm for like 3 in the morning for the next guest. Oh, it's one of the best hotel jokes of all time. Setting the alarm because everything else, the, the, uh, you know, the housekeepers really kind of, you can't shortchange. Oh, is this machine gun Kelly? It is machine gun Kelly. See my tears. My Jacob turned me on to these guys, these guys, this guy. Um, it's one of my favorite things to do. It's happened to me. And when it happens, I'm mad. And then I'm like, that's so great. Well, I think about it all the time now. Whenever I go in, I check the alarm right away. You guys said it. It's so much fun. Said it. There's a couple other things you can do in hotels. Um, but they're kind of gross. They have to do with toenails and stuff. I've had toenails. The toenail trick has worked on me many times. I respect it, guys. I respect it. What kind of dick would I be if I liked fucking with people but I didn't let people fuck with me you know what I mean um, I'd be the, the big dick a couple of people have been asking me by the way about controlled chaos and what it is hey all I can tell you is this is free if you can't figure out what it is by the videos that I post and by how much I talk about it it's free go to my Facebook page or go to my YouTube channel and just look at one it's free I'm not going to explain it to you it's like when people send me a message what time's your show hey motherfucker as long as it took you to send that to me, you could have hit Google. I don't answer questions about myself that Google can answer. I just don't. It's lazy. It's lazy. Um, but a lot of people recently have been asking me about um, my exercise stuff and, and uh, my, re- I don't know to call it, but like my habits. and I'm happy to um, touch on that every now and then. I don't want this... It, it to be what this po- podcast is about, but I, you guys are my favorite. <laughs> so if it's if a couple of you are interested, I'm happy to, you know, tell you what I know. I don't know everything. All I know is that if you're looking in the mirror and you're not happy because you're judging what you look like against other people, you're already fucked. You're already fucked because there's always going to be somebody better looking and in better shape. You're already fucked. If, if, if your entire basis of how you look is compared to how other people look, 
You're already fucked. It is a no-win situation. You have to look in the mirror and think, what do I want to look like? Not, I want to look like whatever. Jen Wiederstrom, you know? Guys, if you don't know who she is, she was one of the trainers in The Biggest Loser. Like, she did a podcast with me, and we're buddies, but somebody sent me a text. How am I ever going to look like Jen? You're never going to look like Jen, ever. Take genetics, the fact that it's her job, the discipline she has, the, the knowledge. That she, it's her job, everybody. It's not your job. So if you're trying to look the way people look whose job it is to be in shape, you're already fucking yourself and setting yourself up for failure. That's the problem. The most problem with people with the gym and with their diet is that they set themselves up for failure instead of success. Because they, they want to look like Ryan Reynolds from Deadpool. Great. Train for two years and get some HGH. It's not happening. It's his job. It's his job. He has people around him to make sure he looks like that. It's his job. It's not your job. You have another job. You want to be in shape and not be a fat fuck. I get that. We all kind of want that. So, first step is being realistic. I've said this a million times. As soon as you lie to yourself and break a promise to yourself, you're on a bad path. Because that's just going to be easier and easier to do. We've all done it. I do it also. There's nothing I hate more than when I break a promise to myself. It's half the time. It's why I'm in. I I become. I get myself down because I'm like, you've got to be stronger. You got to be better. You can't. If you're not going to keep a promise to yourself, who the fuck is? If you're not going to keep a promise to yourself, you can't be mad at other people for breaking their promises. That's where it starts. Oh come on, Zach Brown band. All all right. This is off the girl sessions. You know, this band is so good. It's uncomfortable how good they are. Fuck. Um, all right. So you got to, that's the thing, man. You can't be like, oh, I look at muscle and fitness and I am, you know, those people who go buy clothes and change their, what's in the refrigerator and they're at the gym on Monday morning at 6 a.m. And by Friday, it's out the window. Be realistic. I've said this a million times. Be realistic. Start slow. Start slow so what you're accomplishing is kind of easy. So it makes you want to do more. If you start so hard on yourself, it's going to be hard. You're going to be you're going to be tempted to quit instead of tempted to do more, to want to accomplish more. You set the easy stuff, right? At first, you're like, oh, I feel good accomplishing these goals. I'm not getting the gains that I want. Maybe I should do more to get some of the gains. Don't set your goals too high for the first week, month, three months. Your goal, if you're like, man, I want to lose 60 pounds, that should be like a two-year goal. And if it happens sooner, great. That means you've accomplished something sooner. Two-year goal. Why? Because the 60 pounds you lose should be through a lifestyle change. Not, you know, some crazy fucking diet and, you know, I'm going to shit for three days and I'm going to pee and drink it or whatever the fuck is happening. Second, for women, I know a lot of people are like, I don't, do, I don't lift weights because I don't want to bulk up. Eh, 100% wrong. If you're not lifting weights, you're not losing weight. Muscle burns fat. You're not, you're not powerlifting, are you? Right, you're not putting 600 on the squat and doing two of those? Right. Muscle burns fat. Muscle burns fat. Muscle burns fat. That's just a fact. 
I'm not Ben Greenfield. I'm not Joe Rogan. I don't know the science behind a lot of this shit. And I, I and I'll tell you the stuff I don't know and the stuff I do know. I do know that muscle burns fat. If you're a man and you're not lifting weights at whatever age, for us, it's one of the things that releases what's left of our testosterone. We, if you're not doing squats, le- legs are your biggest muscles. When you do those hard, you generate as much as you can at certain ages, testosterone, right? That's from what I've read. I could be wrong. If, if I'm wrong, go ahead and reach out to me. So weights, super important. That doesn't mean six days a week, but you need to throw some in there. And then the real deal. I could give you workouts and everything. I don't know. I, that's not my thing. I find everybody's body is a different machine. Workouts are different for everybody. Beth likes really low impact, deep breathing, stretching, body weight stuff, and, and with, with very light weights. That's what works for her. I know some women who just like to go high intensity. That's what works for them. It's your body, man. So I'm not going to tell you what workout to do. Unless you want to reach out, I can give you some suggestions. Food is the same thing, except I, I do believe some people's bodies, my body does not do well at this point with a lot of meat, especially red meat. It just doesn't. I get the meat sweats. I'm up late. I can't digest it. It just happened to me. I'm not, uh, and I found that a, a mostly vegan diet feels best for me. It feels best for me, and that's all I want. Right now, I just want to feel better. So it feels best for me, you know? Um, but here's what I can tell you for sure. Um, diet is all about moderation. You can't stuff your face. You have to have a balanced diet. That stuff is all just basic. There are certain things that do your body no good. Soda. If you're drinking soda and you want to lose weight, you don't really want to lose weight. Texas Woman. Texas Women by Hank Williams Jr. It was one of the first concerts I ever saw was Hank, Hank Jr. with Waylon Jennings in Hartford, Connecticut. You heard me. But the best-looking women that I've ever seen have all been in Texas and all wearing jeans. Moderation, everybody. Moderation, moderation, moderation. You can't stuff your face. Moderation, everybody. Moderation. When you wake up in the morning, drink that glass of water. Fill up your stomach a little bit. Moderation, everybody. Moderation, moderation, moderation. Do some reading. Find out about the foods that cause inflammation in your body. Cut them out. I, I know that sound. You're going to look at You're going to be like, tomatoes? Yeah. You eat a lot of tomatoes, it causes a lot of inflammation in your body. A lot. I've just decided not to. Um, moderation. I'm not going to sit here and give you a specific diet. I'm not going to give you a specific workout because all that stuff will be up to you. If you want to reach out to me and ask, I'll give you advice. But when you get in that gym, set your goals. Set your goals. This is what I want to do. I want to work out this amount of times a week. Don't break your goals. When you're first starting, your goal should be super basic. Forget about the workouts. Go to the gym four times a week. You'll figure it out when you get there. Your first for food, cut that one thing out. Sugar is hard, man, but you're going to see a big difference in your life. But cut something out. Start basic. 
So it starts to change your lifestyle. So it start, you start to get used to going to the gym four days a week. Even if you were there for 10 minutes, you're used to being there four days a week. That is part of your life. Guys, anybody who says you can't, even if you can't go to the gym, I can give you something to do at your house for 10 minutes. In the morning, oh, fuck up. It'll send your metabolism skyrocketing. But anybody who says I don't have 10 minutes for themselves doesn't want it. You get 10 minutes for yourself. You can get up early, 10 minutes earlier. I had three kids. I raised them by myself for a little while. I was at the gym. You just, you, I just don't believe it. I don't believe it to be true. I, I was a single dad. I found a way to eat correctly. I don't buy that shit. Okay? So you can make it. If you're making up excuses, you don't want it. You don't want it. Oh, I love this song. Is it the sheepdogs? I don't know. Ah. Uh. Oh, I love this. Kind of old school rock feel. Sheepdogs, guys. This album is called Five Easy Pieces. Huh? All right. You know, a couple of the bands that I would suggest if you like rock and roll, my friends and Hero Jr. are just a fucking guitar rock band. You like that shit? You're going to love them. Um, oh, guys, I'm way over. So I'm, I know I'm all over the place, but exercise. Just get there. Just get there. Just get there. Four times a week. Just three times a week. Just get there. Make it part of your schedule. I don't give a fuck what you're doing. If you're not going, just get there. And if you can only get there on the weekends, do a Saturday, Sunday, and then we can find one workout at your house. You got to dedicate yourself three times a week. If you're saying I can't do three times a week, you don't want it. Then stop telling yourself you want it because you're lying to yourself. First step is being honest with yourself. Second step, let's set some easy goals to make you feel good about yourself and that you're accomplishing shit. And then as you go on, you make those goals more challenging, more challenging, more challenging. Because if you start with the first week, I'm never eating carbs and I'm going to the gym seven days a week. Hello, three days worth of that. And then you're going to, you would eat a dick for a piece of pizza. You can't do that. You can't. Look, people who have who are addicted to heroin, you don't stop them cold turkey. You can't cold turkey is for a very small percentage of people, all right? So set up that gym schedule. Cut one thing out. And just portions. And start there. Start there. Because I feel like if you get this really intricate workout of oh, this is what you should do, this is the muscle group you should blast. We're too, we've gone, we've skipped the first 50 steps, which is figuring out how you are going to change your lifestyle to a point that makes you comfortable and then figuring it out from there. This is what I'm willing to do. All right, so then you have to be honest with yourself. This is what I'm willing to do. Then if you're not willing to do the work, lower your expectations of what your results should be. It's such a bad, people set their expectations so high, but they're not willing to put the work in, right? So they, 
Beatles, bad boy. Bum, 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 little kid moved into the neighborhood. God, his, Lennon's voice. Right? Yeah, social media, the TV, it's not helping you when you set your goals. It's not helping you. Realistic. Realistic. And then once you set realistic goals, that's when you set your realistic results. Because you're like, I've been going to the gym twice a week for six months and I eat pizza every day. Why don't I look like fucking Ryan Gosling? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Even if you follow their workout to a T, you know, they'll, they'll, they put them out in men's fitness and shit, like Chris Helmsworth, his Thor workout. But they don't tell you is that the HGH and testosterone helps a lot. And so does having a trainer and a nutritionist. You're never going to be Thor and you're never going to be Captain America. But you can look fucking good on the beach. You, you can look good for your wife or girlfriend. You can look good for your boyfriend or husband. You can be look good for your girlfriend or boyfriend. You can look good just walking down the street. You can feel good about yourself. More importantly, you can feel good because you're doing something for yourself and you're accomplishing goals that you're writing down. You know? All that stuff, really important. Stop comparing yourself to other people. There's always some... And I... You have to tell myself all the time. There's always somebody better looking, funnier, happier, more successful, richer, thinner, whatever. Bigger dick, smaller tits, whatever your thing is, you're hanging up about yourself. Um, all right, everybody. Uh, I'm going to get out of here. This, oh, shit. Common. Testify. Please watch Control Chaos on my Facebook fan page. Please spread the word. Please get on there and tag people. I would love to do this for a living. I know we can make this show something special. It already is so much fun. If you like comedy and weird with no politics and no social issues, that's what the show is. It's just me and friends of mine having fun. Come check that shit out. I'm going to be at Laugh Boston August 11th with Freddie Prinz Jr. doing a live Prinz and the Wolf podcast. The next week, I'm going to be in Lansing. I'm going to be in Ann Arbor. And I'm going to be in one other one other place in uh, in Michigan that whole week. Check my website, ComedianJoshWolf.com. Come check those out. I know you guys have been talking to me about coming to um, Michigan. I'm coming. I'm coming. And then I'm in uh, Orlando at the end of August. And one other thing. Remember, control chaos. But remember, if if they get enough orders for Mack Weldon with the promo code chaos, all caps, they will be having me do a video... In my prominent Mac Weldon underwear. I think it's just the underwear. So 
I'm hoping they don't hit their goal. They're hoping they are. But if you go to chaos, if you go to MacWeldon.com, M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, hit chaos, all caps, in the promo code, you're going to get 20% off. Even if you just order a fucking pair of socks, it counts. But don't do it. But do it. But don't do it. But do it. I'm torn on this. I love you guys. Thank you so much for reaching out to me. I hope I do enough for you guys, as much for you guys as you do as do for me, you know. And a big shout out to my friend Catherine. I hope you're feeling okay. We love you. The Fairly Normal family loves you. And uh, here, if you need anything, you know. And always good to meet you guys in my meet and greets. So good. Um, all right, everybody. Oh. Hello, Outcast. I gotta go. But as usual, you guys are the best. We love you. We'll see you next time.